I've come to the realization now that uh, I live with Sophie's cat and Sophie's cat is currently on my bed that it is next going to be I who has to run away from the podcast because Totoro <laughs> is chewing something or <laughs> destroying something of mine. <laughs> <laughs> How so... the turntables. <laughs> I like that cat. She has the bitchiest resting bitch face I've ever seen on a cat. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yep. know what particular like jeans were responsible for that but she got all the best ones (laughs) (laughs) hello and welcome to another episode of midlight crisis a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens and it's totally cool i am one of your hosts I'm Sophie, but today for this podcast, I have a fantasy name that was randomly generated, and that name (laughs) is very randomly generated. My name (laughs) is Rygong Darkfolder. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Rygong? Hi, my name is Rygong Darkfolder. Hi, Rygong. Thanks. Are you the villain of your story? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like the brooding type that... um, only becomes the love interest in the second book. Mm. Ah, I love that. It's my favorite love interest. I was definitely thinking you were an evil dork. Hey. (laughs) Oh, are we talking about your fantasy character? Yeah, um, the love interest. Rude. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm I'm the love interest in the second book, but I'm Uh also a large mammal that lives in the water (laughs) with a really weird skull that eats seagrass yeah what like a a dugong perhaps (laughs) oh (laughs) imagine Rissand from the accord of whatever and a dugong had a baby (laughs) (laughs) can we okay wait the only traits of recent that can persist are the inexplicably purple eyes and the bat wings and the rest yeah. is dugong yeah <laughs> also it's, a sword this was a yeah it's if Riss was a furry that's what i am <laughs> i mean <laughs> oh boy isn't he already a furry he's like half bat that's a good point that's an excellent point <laughs> let's discuss our i forget what they're called furries <laughs> uh is at, oh, no, I, at, I have to. I have to remember their name because a plant. no, they're, they're Illyrian. Yeah, they're the same as a thing in World of Warcraft. Oh, Illyrian. Yeah, not Anthuriums. Nope. I had to go World of Warcraft. You had to go plants to remember. This is classic. <laughs> I got very okay. lost. Who are you guys? And Sam just knows because she likes these books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. I'm your other host, Sam, but today you can call me uh, to- Topa. Oh, God, I, I practiced this and I'm screwing it up. <laughs> Topa. Topa Purr. Topa Purr. <laughs> Love Winters. <laughs> wow. I don't know oh how to God. say it. Wait, I'll type it in the chat. Okay, no, okay. I'm writing I'm writing down Love Winters because that's gonna be the name of our character in our Christmas episode. Oh man. <laughs> that's a good one. Top Topper? 
Topper. Topper. Uh, for the listeners, it's spelled T O B P E R. Topper. Oh, Topper. great. I love Topper. it. Topper. 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 Love Winters. Love Winters. You can just this call is... me Love Winters, baby. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Wow. She is the romantic interest. <laughs> ah. Uh, that kind uh-huh. of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Probably hides an inner vulnerability that will only be mm. revealed one third into the book. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You'll just think she's an asshole until then. And it'll be, there'll be some sort of ice dagger involved, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, the tracks. Yeah. Well, I am your other, other host. My real name is Hannah, but for the purposes of this episode, you can call me Loper Deathbottom. Oh! <laughs> Yep. Oh, death yep. bottom. Just, just the bottom half. Just, just it has, you know, it's a name with some weird vibes. I would say, <laughs> I don't really Very know much more, so. but it's like it's a little weird. <laughs> it's just a little weird on several fronts. It's, yep, something about those syllables together is like, eh, eh. Don't eh. care for it. I don't anyway. honestly just ending it with anything with bottom it's just i don't know about that name death bottom <laughs> death Sorry, bottom Neville. loper death bottom it's yep yep i think once again i'm the henchman to one of uh you guys to the dark folder dark folder <laughs> the dark folder lineage <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 the death bottoms are the uh Historic manservants of the death folder yeah, lineage. You're like the Igor Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, pull the lever, Lopper. That's the Emperor's New Groove. Anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a henchman. Still counts. Can't can't actually quote classic literature. Can only quote Disney movies. <laughs> I mean, the Emperor's New Groove is a classic. I don't know what a you're classic. talking about. Yeah. Uh huh. The only Frankenstein I was going to reference was Young Frankenstein too. So really, I'm just missing out on all the all fronts. Anyway, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> How about we talk about these books? Oh yeah. Okay. What book did we read this week? <laughs> Whoop, oh yeah. Do I need to say that? Anyway, we read uh, more Aragon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're on chapter nine and ten since the chapters don't have numbers, so I'm just yeah. trying to keep track of them. <laughs> That's bold yeah. of you. I gave that up after the ep- uh, epilogue. What's it called when it's well, in front? Prologue. The pro-epilogue. The pro-epilogue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guys, it's later than we usually record, and you can tell. <laughs> it's a Friday. Sam and I at least both had a day. Hannah had field work. Listen, yep. it's going to be a wacky one. <laughs> Yup. The energy uh, is so the energy there. Is, yeah, the energy's all over the place. Sam, why don't you tell us what happened in the first chapter we read? I would love to. So uh chapter nine is called Strangers in Carav Caraval. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Car- car- uh-huh. No. Yeah. Car Carvahal. Carval. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways. 
MOG. Yeah. Oh, we, we start the chapter with Garrow giving a good dad pep talk to the boys. Then Aragon goes to town with Rorin to escort him to his new job. While in town, though, Aragon hears that there are strangers in town. Ooh. Looking for the blue stone. And just as the strangers, or my guess, some Urgles, are about to pounce on Aragon, Brom interrupts and saves his day in good old Gandalf style. Brom then urges Aragon to get out of town, but not before sneaking a peek at the new silver tattoo that Aragon is donning on his palm. Hmm. Wow. 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 Amazing. Yep. Yep. And in the next chapter, Flight of Destiny, Aragon freaks out and runs home calling for Sephira, who comes. When he (laughs) tells her about the strangers, she also freaks out and starts yelling about enemies, betrayers, egg shatterers, and other things of that nature. Um, Aragon climbs up on her back to try to calm her down, but uh, in a shocking turn of events... She instead takes off and flies away, and by the time they land hours later, deep in the spine, the skin on Aragon's thighs has been chafed oh. away, which is just so <laughs> so bad, wildly unfortunate. It made me cringe. Uh, yeah, uh, the chapter ends with him fretting about the strangers going to his farm and threatening his uncle. And because this is Aragon we're reading, he decides to go to sleep before doing anything about it, and then the chapter ends. I mean, fair. Yeah. Yep. It's just another another chapter that ends with Aragon falling asleep. Falling asleep. That's how you know it's the end of a chapter, obviously. Uh-huh. Yep. Obviously. That's how you do it. I now that I hadn't thought about it before, but like when you mention it, it's weird that like I don't I know this sometimes happens when you ride like horses, I guess. But like yeah. why did it like ruin his leg skin but not his pants i think it did yeah oh no he did mention that like his pants felt wet i thought he peed himself oh yeah i mean listen i wore a new pair of work boots for the first time today and my socks are fine but my heels sure are not that's a good yeah that's a good example yeah yeah, break in your boots, folks. Don't wear them to the field site three hours away on your first try. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, God, yeah, don't do that. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, I guess breaking all my stuff. Yep, it's real. Ugh. Anyways, his poor Dang. thighs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly. Like, oh, that scene has like stuck with me since the first time I read this book. Like, it's so, I don't know, such a like visceral thought to think of all of the skin on your legs getting rubbed off. Like, it's bad mm-hmm. enough when it's just your heels. But like all of your skin, yeah. On your legs. Oh, ugh, oh. It also makes Awful. it a little more. I don't know if realistic is the right word exactly, but real. Like there's yeah. an actual consequence to <laughs> straddling a lizard with scales for yeah. several hours as it moves underneath you. Yeah, that is something that would totally fuck up your legs. It's kind of nice to see that included. He's like miserable through this whole trip. Like he throws up at one point and then he lands yep. and his legs are ruined. And it's like, yeah, that's probably what it would be like the first time you fly on your dragon. <laughs> yep. Especially because Safira was so like out of control. She was panicking basically this whole time and just not really paying attention to the way that like her actions were affecting him on her back. Yeah. 
I have some issues to take. I have with some this. thoughts with that as well. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yep. Listen, we have to maintain the standard that we've set from Twilight. Uh huh. Yes. Safira can read Aragon's mind, so she oh. knows exactly how distressing it is that she like takes him away from the farm when he knows his uncle is in danger. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, doesn't listen to him the whole time. She just flies him away, takes him very far away, doesn't pay attention to him until they arrive, and then she, like, doesn't regret it. <laughs> oh, see, I had, like, the opposite thought, which is I interpreted this as Safira basically having, like, a panic attack and freaking out. And when she finally manages to calm down, what happens is Aragon goes, look what you've done to me, how dare you do this? And I was like, okay, like... She- <laughs> She's clearly in, like, a lot of distress. Maybe, like, I know you're upset too, but maybe lead off with, like, hey, it's okay. (laughs) We should calm down. Can you explain what just happened? Rather than, take me back right now, like, how dare you do this? I was like, oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, that's, see, two different sides. It's very, two very different perspectives. Yeah. So basically, they're both kind of terrible at this moment, which makes sense. Honestly. And like it Sex. makes sense. They're both very young, right? Like yeah. Safira is a month old. <laughs> yeah, I think she's yeah. two months old at this two point. Now at this point. Yeah. Aragon's fifteen. I don't know. It sort of plays into the for me, like I also can believe that Safira was having a panic attack and it was <laughs> of Aragon to be like, What the fuck? Yeah. But like, you know, you can be having a <laughs> mental health time and also be yeah. to other people. <laughs> Definitely. But, like, from Aragon's point, though, he has no idea why she's freaking out, right? Because yeah. she's just kind of, like, muttering nonsense, just a bunch of words and stuff in his brain. So to him, he's, like, he doesn't probably fully understand why she's freaking out. So to him, he's just, like, you just f- up my everything. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Not able to, like, properly empathize with why she may be freaking out because she's not articulating herself, which, fair. Yeah, yeah, I think they're both failing to be empathetic or thoughtful in this moment, which is mm-hmm. again very interesting to read and like gives it it gives it a little bo- a little more like realism and yeah some more stakes. But yeah, so Safira freaks out because Aragon mentions these strangers. There are two of them who are like totally covered head to toe, and they have these like hissing kind of voices and hunched backs they do some kind of compelling magic on Aragon that like makes him feel sick and weak before Brom like knocks him out of it and scares these guys away and then there's also a third stranger with a quote deep and moist kind of voice which is just absolutely (laughs) awful I'm assuming this is the shade but I don't know why I assume that What what is a deep and moist voice? Like what do we what do we think a deep and moist voice is? Bad, honestly. (laughs) Oh god. It immediately makes me think of that scene in one of the Lord of the Rings movies where is it Denethor who eats the tomato? Yeah. Also that like the guy that comes out from the gates of Mordor, like right when Aragorn, they're given like their final battle. (laughs) Aragorn? Aragorn. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, no, that, yeah, that character, I, 
I know he has a name. He's like the mouth of Sauron, I think. When he's like, he comes out and speaks and he's just like, kind of like spitting in really deep voice Ugh. the whole time. Gross. No, I don't. It's only in the I extended editions. So okay, I've never seen I have the extended never editions. Seen the extended oh, editions. then this means nothing to either of you. I okay. apologize. <laughs> That's okay, I googled it, and the character is called the Mouth of Sauron. Hey. Okay, cool. So, yeah, yeah, you did it. Ooh, he looks oh, gross I did in these see pictures. This version. I don't. If like you watch that Stella. scene, it yeah. it'll check. I That's watched disgusting. the extended editions all in one go, so like, oh. oh my god! Yeah, we did a whole day of it. Yikes! It was a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Speaking of Lord of the Rings, does anybody else think that these cowled strangers are like the Aragon equivalent to the Nazgul? Yep. Yeah. Like that. That's the vibe, eh? Oh yeah, yeah. They're like they're the the race or whatever, hundred percent. Yeah, the ring rates. Yeah, yeah. That's what the shade is. I thought the shade was the deep and moist one, and then oh. the two other ones with the creepy magic are the ring rates. Oh, okay. So the shades are the vampires, and then yeah. the ring rates are the other guys that we don't yeah. know what they're called yet. Oh, oh no, Sophie. I think this is support for Sam. Oh, if, what? If the shade has a moist voice, then he must be on Team Wet. Oh, no! Yeah! <laughs> I didn't it. know where that was going. No! Uh, yes! <laughs> ah. <laughs> okay, we'll have to wait and see. We'll need further proof. <laughs> someone, someone will have to smooch this shade in the book. <laughs> but again... Stephanie Meyer's Twilight not. Vampires are very unique to... <laughs> in comparison to the common mythology associated with right. vampires. You know, so. maybe maybe there's like, you know, I bet there's <laughs> I bet there's a fan fiction out there that will answer this question. Oh no. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not gonna read it. Anyway, um uh, I'm just thinking about kissing this shade now. I um, I don't why don't help. think about it. I don't want to. Stop thinking about it. Oh, somebody help me. I have the phrase deep and moist in quotation marks and oh. it keeps catching my eyes and my notes. <laughs> oh god. Ah, have you done this? Okay. Well, I have a very good thing that will take us off of this subject. Yeah, good. okay. And it is the fact that we have a hashtag confirmed that Safira does in fact have four <laughs> legs and two wings. Ooh. Uh-oh. And tell us how you feel about that, Sophie. I hate it. <laughs> well, uh, listen, we haven't Why done do much world on? building yet. I don't hate it yet. Uh-huh. There could be other six-limbed creatures in this world. I just... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Where did they come from? Where did the six... Where did it come from, you guys? Uh, evolution. <laughs> evolution. Yeah, so I have some ideas on that front. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> okay. So we'll just get the one that you guys are going to hate right off the bat. Out don't of you even f***ing say it. <laughs> So in amphibians, okay, amphibians. There's are a okay. parasite. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a parasite called. Oh, let me try saying this. Rib Riberoya. Let's call it that. Riberoya. It's a virus, uh, and it causes doubled limbs in frogs. Oh. oh. Yeah. 
it's oh wait no it's not a sorry it is definitely not a virus yeah it's a trematode i don't know why i thought it was a vi- virus anyway it's a trematode great that's love that and they yeah they cause doubled limbs in frogs but i don't like it's not there are a lot of ways to get doubled limbs but none of them are like passed down oh because huh. like the the thing about even if they're like genetically induced like there's no way that the first version that has extra limbs is like evolutionarily advantaged by yeah. <laughs> having more limbs. They usually just get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> and there are a couple other doubled limbs ways. Polymelia is a defect in which you have extra limbs. Uh, it occurs in animals and humans. Uh, and then dipygus is where your pelvis and legs are duplicated. Oh. oh, gosh. Yeah. There's a lot of wild stuff here. But there was, like, there were cases of people with dipygus who did not pass it on to their children. Right, because that mm. would usually be a result of, like, incomplete fission during, like, early embryonic development, right? Uh. Sometimes, sometimes, it's, yeah, it could also be it's like an error with the spine where the spine like oh. diverges, so it could be improperly separated like twins in right. the womb, or it could be in theory something messing with the Hawks genes, mm. or like something wrong with the bud, the developing like notochord, the developing spine. Where it just okay. like duplicates by accident. So, do you think there could have been something that would have like induced some kind of spine duplication in a dragon ancestor? That's or like a limb duplication, maybe. And then they like didn't get in the way. Yeah, because you see hawk genes getting doubled or stuff in like lineages, right? Like mm-hmm. insects have more hawks genes i think than tetrapods sounds right i don't know why fish have more hawks genes than tetrapods (laughs) sorry hawks genes (laughs) control like the arrangement of all your body parts along your spine like they basically tell your body how to arrange itself when you're developing wait don't Um, tetrapods are fish so how do fish have more hawks genes than tetrapods i think it's like (laughs) salmon specifically that have more hawks genes Okay. I don't Why? Know. They they only have like 2.5 limbs to arrange. Yeah. I can't answer that. What the heck? I'm not a geneticist. No. Nope. Yeah, me neither. If only we all weren't the exact same kind of biologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, someday the fact that I know the difference between a fin whale and a say whale is going to come in so clutch in this podcast. Well, see, I'm going to bring my slight divergence oh. with uh, an extinct fish. So here's uh, yes, my okay. So tetrapods evolved, right? Tetrapods, four-limbed, everything with internal bones <laughs> basically evolved from the one fish uh-huh. from olden times, which happened to have like a paired set of pectoral fins and a paired set of pelvic fins. And that's why we have four limbs. But in the early Devonian, there were 
acanthodian fish, which are now entirely extinct, but acanthodian fish were a broad group of fish that some of them had three pairs of fins. Oh. So they would have the pectoral fins, the pelvic fins, and then they would have pre-pelvic fins. Oh. So also there was one that just had like 18 paired fins like yeah. paired fins that just that's is gonna many. show up as a horror show someday <laughs> <laughs> that's where like Sleipnir came from yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyway my theory is that somehow <laughs> uh-huh. there was a lineage of tetrapods or I guess hexapods <laughs> that evolved almost identically to reptiles but with six uh-huh. limbs. I guess it's not much of a stretch, right? Like fish have scales, dragons have scales. It's yeah. Like right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are dragons fish? Well, I don't think we <laughs> yeah, have time to get theory. into that, actually. <laughs> Isn't everything a fish? Everything's a fish. Everything's a fish. So yes, dragons are fish, but perhaps not in the way that I meant when I asked that. So full disclosure, um, Sam and I had some technical difficulties due to weather, and we recorded the first half of this episode two days ago. <laughs> I think it was three days ago. <laughs> three days ago, and now we're recording the second half. So, what were we talking about before the wind? Okay, everything? I happen to re- remember the question, the, the exact question I asked Sophie right when she disappeared, and I have it written down, so I can start with that. <laughs> disappeared <laughs> off the face of the earth. Well, it was funny because you disappeared, but I was still fine. So me and Hannah were really confused. And then I disappeared. (laughs) And then it was just bad. (laughs) Yes. Hit me with your question. Okay. So the question is, based off your description of tetrapods and hox genes and our theories, are we assuming that all dragons have evolved to be tetrapods in this universe, or is Saphira just an example of a bad hox gene expression? Right. Oh, not so, tetrapods, hexapods. Yeah. Sorry. Hexapods. hexapods. Right. Yeah. So, like, are all dragons hexapods, or yeah. is Saphira just an outlier with, like, a genetic mutation? Exactly, right. yeah. Yeah, I think it wouldn't make sense that she's just an outlier, because if it was just in her a genetic mutation it would be doubling of her existing limbs so she wouldn't have like wings and front legs she would have two sets of front legs oh yeah true yeah that's a good point okay so yeah we're just gonna make the assumption that the dragons in this world are hexapods yeah and like until we get a description of other animals i'm going to assume that at least some of them are also from the hexapod lineage Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, there's a strong chance that we could just say, but magic did it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so either it's a long evolutionary history of somehow this happened from a different ancestor, or it's like the hox genes doubling or the limb doubling, but it was caused by magic and then continued by magic. Right. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, even when you say, well, it's magic, 
I like having like a genetic explanation for it. Like magic can make yeah. the the mutation happen, but like there's like a biological reason behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like that too. Yeah. It makes it sort of like um I believe we talked about before, like artificial selection. Yeah. But instead of arranged breeding, it's just magical prompting, sort of. Yeah. Like, maybe it happened when the elves arrived, you know? The dragons were like, wow, they're, like, very competent, like, on land. So in order to get one up on them, maybe we should magic wings onto ourselves. Yeah. Or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe we're just going to find out that there's a whole lineage of hexapod reptiles that exist in this universe. Yeah, I would love that. That would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, I know I talk about it all the time in this book, but uh, the Mercedes Lackey series uh-huh. <laughs> has, like, specifically at early on in the book, she mentions that, like, there are the dragons, but there are the flappers that live out in the desert that look like miniature dragons, and it it's like, oh, so clearly there are other creatures that are, like, six-limbed in this world, and I just appreciated yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like she really goes in for her world building, eh? I've never read one of her books. I'll send you one, don't worry. (laughs) I I mean, I have it. (laughs) I just haven't read it yet because I have a lot of books. (laughs) And none of us are stressed about it. Never. Uh, While we were waiting for you to uh, get back on this call, Sam and I were talking about (laughs) how we're ignoring our TBRs. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Yep. Sophie knows better than anyone how much I'm ignoring my CBR. (laughs) That's a good point. This is the first time that I've been like physically present for how often Sam buys books. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I was just thinking it's lucky for me that stores are closed today because we're recording this on a holiday because I just... It's a nice day out, which means I just really want to go for a walk to the bookstore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sam and I did that yesterday. <laughs> oh, I want to. We didn't buy anything. I, I didn't buy anything yesterday. Oh, wow. It's because we went to the used bookstore that's like the size of a closet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every time I go to one of those like small used bookstores where they just have like stacks of paperbacks with cracked spines three deep going from the floor to the ceiling, I get really overwhelmed and can't even look at them and have to leave (laughs) yeah yeah it's one of those yeah i can't handle it yeah it stresses me out because i want to know what every single book in the pile is but then they pile them like in front of each other yeah and you're like okay i get that like the bottom of the pile is probably the books that you didn't sell for like four years yeah and so that's why they're on the bottom but oh my god i'm dying that i can't see them (laughs) yeah well it's like if we didn't dig yesterday we wouldn't have even known there was a twilight copy there oh my god yeah, it would have been more terrible. <laughs> yeah, we found it the the original like paperback, and then also the movie paperback that you have, yeah. Hannah. Ah, mm-hmm. what a beautiful book it is! It was yeah. Super important that we found it. <sighs> yeah, just like old times. Yep. I mean, listen, if you go to a used bookstore and there isn't a Twilight book there, does it really count as a used bookstore? No, no, no. Honestly, if there had been an Aragon book there, I might have bought it. <laughs> Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> but there wasn't. There was there was though. Yeah. Ooh. Now That's we have to book. beep that out again. Oh, sh- sorry. 
<laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret book. Speaking of Aragon, should we start talking about it? Yeah. Again? Probably. Getting distracted. I'm into that. Yeah. You know, we'll come back to the dragon evolution, I'm sure, many times. We need more data, I think. The Yeah, the, the only thing I want to say is that one of the options we had mentioned previously was that maybe dragons are, like, insectoid, like they're descended mm-hmm. from arthropods. Yeah, because everything's a moth. Because everything's mm-hmm. a moth. But I had forgotten that, uh, like, insects, they do have wings and limbs, but they have six limbs and a pair of wings. So they're usually <laughs> eight-limbed. So, mm. not hexapods. Octopods? That's something Octopodes? else. Oh my That's gosh. A different kind of animal. <laughs> That's a, a different cephalopod. Animal. Yeah. Cephalopods. And then they'd be octopus. <laughs> so, they're probably not insects. No. I think we get more confirmation in this chapter that the dragons are warm blooded. Yeah. Maybe. And that Saphira specifically refers to, by word, the fire inside her. Which, because she's a dragon, is probably also literal, but she is, like, very warm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Aragon uses her as warmth while he sleeps in the snowy tundra or wherever they are. Yeah, in the mountains. Yeah, she makes a... Oh my gosh, right? She makes a tent for him with her wing, and he, like, snuggles up against her, and it's nice and toasty and warm in there. And like that just that's like all of my dreams yeah <laughs> just snuggling with a big dragon that keeps me warm and loves me like this is literally all i've ever wanted out of life yeah <laughs> which makes me wonder why i'm not more of a horse girl but because yeah. you know. <laughs> you're a dragon girl yeah probably because horses don't have wings yeah they mm-hmm. can't fly and they don't have like a mental bond where yeah. you can speak in your head with them I think some horse girls would uh, argue that, but... (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) I do... I know we talked about how uh, we had two sides to who was being shitty in the situation, and it was both of them. Uh But Mm -hmm. I can't... Like, that part that you mentioned specifically, where, like, he goes to sleep with Saphira in the mountains, I'm just like, how... Like... Aragon is pretty convinced that something bad is going to happen to his uncle if he doesn't go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of is like, okay, we'll have a sleep. Yeah. It's like, I don't, it, couldn't get it. Couldn't she have like, she, she's a hexapod. Couldn't she uh-huh. have just like held him in her middle arms, I guess is what we would call them. <laughs> if the wings are her front arms. Forearms. Four or forearms. Front, okay. Front that's arms. better. I don't know. Hands, <laughs> <But> her hands <laughs> yeah like should couldn't she because she's big at this I mean, point right so couldn't she have easily just like held him in like a single hand oh but she's got like serrated claws i was gonna say yeah it we don't know probably what her... be worse oh god <laughs> we don't yeah. well, we don't know what her hand morphology is yet do we or her i don't think so like, we just saw co- confirmation yeah she has claws presumably she doesn't have a thumb I would assume so. It'd be like a, a, yeah. I feel like most of the time when you see or think of a dragon, I do not know my feet terminology very well. So (laughs) apologies for feet biologists, two feet Mm -hmm. biologists. Um, But I assume all of her fingers and claws are pointing forward and she doesn't have like the back ones like a bird does. 
Sophie, help me out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she did when she was a baby. She was like perching in a tree. Oh, that's true. And you can't really do that without like a backward claw to grab with. Mm. So maybe she does have a backward claw, but then yeah. she could use that grabbing motion to grab around Aragon. Although that but, would like, still probably be wildly uncomfortable. Yeah, but also the the serrations are probably on the inside of the yeah. claw so like you really don't want to do that she could grasp gently <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's how serration works <laughs> i don't, I don't think so <laughs> what if you know how when uh you just painted your nails and you go around touching things with like just the pads of your fingers because you <laughs> yeah. really don't want to mess up your nail polish she could do yep. that <laughs> yeah i guess it would depend how many like joints she has in the finger part because like if she's digitigrade which is where like a bird or like t-rex where they have their ankle like up high okay basically the joint like the long part of your foot and then the joint where your toes start like that long part of their foot is like their leg like part of their leg oh so they Mm. lose and then they've stretched out some of the bones in the toes to like make the foot bigger but it means you like lose more dexterity it depends if dragons are more like aerial or more ground-based hunters i guess i'm guessing they must be flyer you, like you don't we talked we touched on this before you don't engage in an energetically expensive activity such as flying if it isn't for integral survival purpose yeah oh my god this mm-hmm. leads to so many more questions because if they added yeah. the wings by magic then they would have had to like fully change their bodies by magic too <laughs> yeah. yeah unless they were like tree hunters that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, there's like arboreal lizards. <laughs> yeah. But they're usually tiny. They're like yeah. chameleons, right? Like chameleons are yeah. an example of that? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know reptiles. It would almost yes. like it would make more sense if they the wings were like flying squirrel e if they were evolved from like a gliding apparatus or if they were just the arms. Like Honestly, yeah, I was just thinking that. You know, what would make the most sense is that it had wings and back legs, and then they added front legs for fighting or something like that. Oh, yeah. And that's why yeah. the claws are serrated. Yeah. Interesting. That makes way more sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, they were more wyvern-esque, and then they were like, we actually need hands to punch with, and then... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they added arms. Listen, there are examples in, like, many examples in the natural world of creatures that have lost limbs. Yeah. Presumably they could also gain them. Right? I I guess, yeah. (laughs) Right? Right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, is there an example of that? Um... I mean, tetrapods had to come from somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, but it wasn't like... It wasn't like limbs. But, like, since then, there's only examples of evolution losing limbs, not gaining limbs, right? Yeah. And even still, the ones that lose them, they still have, like, the vestigial structures within yeah. them. Yeah, like, whales like, have hip bones. <laughs> and snakes still have, like, the vestigial structures, right? I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, they do. Yeah, but but and that but saying that, then I don't think it's impossible because if the vestigial structures still exist, like by and by, if it becomes more advantageous for the dragons to have these front limbs, it could pop up again through evolutionary processes. No, yeah, yeah but that would 
I guess the issue is it's easier to, Lose. especially from a biological perspective, yeah, it's easier yeah. to get rid of something than it is to add something. That's true, Losing yeah. something just means, basically, like, you don't use it, therefore it becomes more advantageous to not create that thing in the first place because it saves you energy. Again, yeah, that's energy true. expenditure. Yeah. Whereas, like, adding something, even if it's something super advantageous, you have to have the basis of it there already. And I don't know where you spontaneously generate the basis of, like, a fourth, fourth pair of limbs. Third oh. pair of limbs? <laughs> yeah, a third pair of limbs, yeah. Third pair of limbs. I can count. Yeah. I mean, I think the conclusion is, like, it's not impossible. It's just highly improbable <laughs> yeah yeah because i'm trying to think of like any i've been sitting here trying to think of any creature yeah, that has like evolved past the use of limbs and then developed them back because even for like like obviously snakes we've never seen them develop mm-hmm. limbs again or yeah, yeah cetaceans develop legs but even like birds that have lost flight yeah they tend to go more towards losing the forelimb entirely rather than like yeah yeah than growing like a whole new limb than having like their wing change back into like an arm right yeah anyway Mm. interesting interesting thoughts (laughs) yes again we'll have to figure out this as we go along and get more information we Mm -hmm. we need more data (laughs) yeah yes we did get a line from the second chapter about Sephira's size again, which is that her head was now longer than Aragon's torso. Oh. And based on those same like average sizes and average proportions that I was using before, that means that her head is now probably close to a meter long. Oh yeah. Which is pretty big. That's yeah, a big like, head. That's a, that's a big animal and she's three months old. Like that's a yeah. Oh, big animal and she grew real big real fast yeah it's a wonder her joints aren't all f***ed up yeah <laughs> i mean we don't know that they're not <laughs> that's yeah. a good point especially because like generally you see very fast growth only to like a certain point and i would have mm-hmm. thought that point would be earlier than this she must be eating a lot of animals <laughs> oh my gosh she must be eating so much <laughs> Actually, that does make me think a lot of the animals that I know of that grow very quickly are invertebrates. Mm-hmm. And being who I am, the animal I know the most about is lobsters uh-huh. in that category. <laughs> and lobsters are an animal that grows very, very quickly in the first year of life. I think they molt up to seven times within the first year of life. And then mm-hmm. thereafter, it's usually about once a year until they reach like between a pound and two pounds in weight. And then it kind of slows down and it'll be like every year or every couple of years. And as we mentioned in the Twilight episodes, um, if people have listened to those, lobsters are one of those animals that will continue to grow indefinitely as long as they have the resources to do so. Yeah. Um, So if they're well fed enough, if they're not injured or sick, a lobster can just get bigger and bigger and bigger, which seems actually very similar to what we're getting with these dragons. Like, they grow very, very quickly in the first five or six months. And then presumably, once they hit that maturity, they're going to slow down but continue to grow throughout their life. Because if they keep growing at that, like, exponential rate... Well, actually, 
I did math it. It's not exponential. It's linear. But still, if they grow linearly at that rate, like that's that's a, a big, big dragon. Yeah. By the time it's like 30 years old, it's probably impossible to feed. <laughs> yep. So are you saying that um, Safira isn't a hexapod? She's a decapod? <laughs> Maybe she's a decapod. Listen, that would a also decapod. go up because it's uh, we just talked about it's easier to lose limbs than it is to gain them. That's true. Now, true. But like with invertebrates, you usually see like they only have two limbs per segment, right? Because yeah. a lot of them are segmented. Well, all of them are segmented. That's anyway. Um, but it means like they just mash a lot of limbs into like a very small area when they make like a head or whatever. So now I'm imagining <laughs> Sephira opening her mouth and it's just got like that lobster horror show of a mouth. Uh. <laughs> with like infinite little grabby parts we yeah. don't know Maybe. that's not what it no, looks like yeah they haven't talked about it yet yeah i thought you were gonna say that maybe that means safira has two body segments oh yeah that's so yeah would have like if she can only have two pairs of limbs per segment she's got three this but like two two pairs would be four limbs right am i Oh, sorry. I meant she's got one pair. One pair. Okay, so she has three segments. Because usually it's like a pair of limbs and a pair of breathing. Right, yeah. So those are probably inside the dragon because she's not aquatic. (laughs) Yes. Presumably her lungs are inside. Presumably. Along with her pedipalps. Yeah. And we've also assumed her skeleton is inside. Yeah, but you know... Who knows? Can't prove it. You can have scale worms that have like Ugh. scales on the outside. So yeah, yeah. And like, what is an oyster but a bunch of scales? Exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So what we're saying is, Safira is a mollusk. Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> a that's why she has so mollusk. many limbs. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Summary: We don't. We still don't know. We need more data. More, more data. data. More data. We'll give me there. all the data. More. Give me all the data. I want all the data. All the data. I won't work on and the then... data unless I'm being paid. But <laughs> yep. give me the data. <laughs> and then, then you will make Sophie or me do the stats on the data. Do the data. Yeah. <laughs> no. If we were to actually do like actual analysis i would do it i just okay, joke so, so for the like easy math you trust hannah and i for like yeah. the serious <laughs> stats you're like not these idiots <laughs> no but like i am Good the most call, qualified yeah. i am the most qualified in that sense but like basic yeah. math i'm like eh, my brain doesn't do this when i'm on my off time <laughs> You've seen Hannah and I like struggle with basic addition and subtraction. So like <laughs> today, <laughs> today alone. <laughs> so basically, what we're saying is, if you want us to do some interesting statistics on <laughs> creature biology, uh, you need to send Sam an e-transfer, and she'll do yeah. it for you. <laughs> Rates I mean... TBD. Ask for a quote on Twitter. Yeah. Yep. Accurate. Yes. I'm here for all of your uh, biologist, biologizing, fantasy, data analytics needed. Yeah. Guys, we need business cards. But can like, mine be that? Can mine be fantasy, biology, data analyzer? <laughs> or data yeah, analyst? 
sorry i don't tell people in real life that i do a podcast <laughs> i only oh, tweet i do <laughs> i have told, I told people. my boss <laughs> yeah i've told uh, people it's fine i don't want to hand them a business card then they might be able to find my podcast <laughs> yeah exactly so sophie yeah. are you the reason we only have nine regular listeners <laughs> Two I mean, I, are me and Sam. I don't go out of my way to say no. Also, I like the assumption that I don't listen to the podcast. Nope. <laughs> I I assume that you show up to record and then wash your hands of it until the next recording day. <laughs> uh, no, I think about vampire and dragon biology more than I wish to. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. terrible. It's really unfortunate. Okay. I was gonna... Yeah. We talked about the moist man. I was gonna. <laughs> Ew. Who's the moist man again? Oh yeah, that was the, think it's the, the shade. The shade, the yeah. Moist voice. Moist man. Uh, I wrote it down. Deep and moist. Deep and moist. Like a sinkhole. Uh. So yeah, let's talk about what we think is gonna happen next. So the next two chapters are called The Doom of Innocence and Death Watch. Ah! Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god, that's like an Overwatch thing. (laughs) Yeah, very dramatic. I was deep in Overwatch fandom in 2016. I sure remember that. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) I've never played the game, but I was a big fan of McCree. (laughs) Okay. It's fine uh yeah so doom of innocence what do we think okay so i have a guess and i feel like we are gonna have a luke skywalker coming home to find his family dead situation (laughs) (laughs) like i feel Uh like it's going to be that exact same scenario that's gonna happen here because the whole doom of innocence just his innocence is about to die and he's about to rage quit on the evil empire yeah yeah i agree yeah. <laughs> like maybe it's just that that is also what I'm assuming is going to happen next. But like that's part of the reason why I was like Aragon, like you're just going to go to sleep? Right? Like, yeah. yeah he's clearly going to come. Home. Yeah. He's clearly going to come home to a dead family. Like Yeah. I'm sorry, but Garo's not making it past this. So like that's why I think he <laughs> had his last like little moment there cuz like True. Pretty yeah. sure P- Pellini's going to be like, <laughs> "Bye Garo." Yeah, I don't just, yeah, it I seems don't see so any way out of this that isn't Luke Skywalker. No. Yeah. And then Death Watch, I mean, I'm assuming he's gonna have like a run in maybe with the Urgles or the Shade or Moist Man. I mean Moist Man is the shade. I right. I should clarify Death Watch is one word. So is it a place? Oh, or, oh I was thinking it was like oh. a funeral thing. Like you you know in a lot of fantasy books they have a vigil. Right. Oh, that's a good that's a good point, Hannah. I immediately went like Star Wars and like what was this the what's the squad's name on Mandalore? Isn't it Death Watch? Oh. Yeah, so my brain was like, oh, it's a crew of rebels. <laughs> or it's a crew of bad Urgles. <laughs> Anyways, oops. <laughs> I think any of those could be true. It yeah, could I also think be... either of those. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We'll find out next time. Cool. Yep. On Midlight crisis. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk about what else we're reading. I, I, I've been talking about it for like two episodes, but I just finished Bones of the Past. Finally, oh, 
oh, I cried a lot at the end <laughs> and I didn't expect to and it led up to what's going to happen in the next book and the next book's probably not going to be out for like a year and I'm going to die. Oh. Oh. It was really good though. I really liked it. <laughs> My emotions. Oh. Yep. And then instead of reading any of the books I'm supposed to read, I found out <laughs> that uh, T. Kingfisher had released a book in the series I love and oh. I didn't even know it was coming out this month. And so it's already out and I'm going to read that next. <laughs> nice. I have it. I'm going to read it. What's that one called? Oh, yeah. Paladin's Hope. Ah, nice. So it is the third book after Paladin's Grace, Paladin's Strength, about Paladins whose god died. Oh, snap. Yeah. Damn. And them trying to pick up the pieces. And I yeah. love it. What about you guys? Well, I am listening to Hannah's favorite book, Watership <gasps> Down, on Audible. Because it is our October book of the month, even though I think this episode might come out in November. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then alongside that, I also listened to the Cruel Prince audiobook, which then now has led to me reading The Wicked King in a single day and <laughs> The Queen of Nothing I just started this morning. So I am now trash for Holly Black. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just trash. What was I going to say? I don't think I have anything else to say. Hannah, what are you reading? <laughs> <laughs> Last time I mentioned that I had been listening to The Witch's Heart by Genevieve Gornachek and I was concerned about where it was going. And I was right to be concerned. It was very sad. Aww. I loved it very much. And I think everybody should read it. It like, oh my God. It's like all of my <laughs> It was like family focused but mythology and it really hurt my feelings which is just Aww. perfect oh no <laughs> so good. I, I don't think i can read that book then <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's so good i'm gonna buy it uh when it comes out in paperback i got it from the library this time around but i need to read it again but then when i finished that one i started listening to a book that we talked about in one of our twilight episodes which was the immortal life of henrietta Lacks by rebecca Skloot. Oh. also oh, yeah. very good also, very sad. Yep. Yeah. I got a little emotional about the end of it yesterday. It was just... Yeah. Really punched you right in the gut. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think I read that one in two days and cried also at the end at like midnight because yeah. I couldn't put it down. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It was a lot more human interest than straight up biological science which was the point the author was trying to make, and she did a very good job. So if you're looking for a nonfiction book to listen to or to read, that's definitely a good one. But I just finished that one yesterday and haven't started a new one yet, so we'll see. I yeah. guess we'll find out in the next episode. Wow. In the next chapter of Midlight Crisis. <laughs> but until then, if you liked this one, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at MidlightPod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And Garo has some words for you as you are entering the world. Heed them, and they will serve you well. First, let no one rule your mind or body. 
Take special care that your thoughts remain unfettered. One may be a free man and yet be bound tighter than a slave. Give men your ear, but not your heart. <laughs> Show respect uh-huh. for those in power, but don't follow good, them good. blindly. Wow. Judge the logic and reason, oh my God. but comment not. Consider none your superior, okay. whatever the rank or station <laughs> okay. in life. Treat all oh fairly, oh my God. or they will seek revenge. <laughs> Be careful with your money. That one's aimed at me. And <laughs> and hold fast to your beliefs, and others will listen. That's a load of b- Okay. <laughs> Good. Great. Good advice. 